Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. With the exception of some notable and important sectors such as hospitality and tourism, Ireland's economy is dependent for its present and future growth on skills. If we cannot hire and retain talent and educated people, we will be in a real bind in the coming years. Luckily, we have one of the highest third-level educated workforces in Europe, but on-the-job training and retooling of our human resources is vital. Coincidentally, this year is the European Year of Skills, and some of our EU neighbours will be hoping to steal some ideas from my next guest, Paul Healy, the Chief Executive of Skillnet Ireland, who is sitting in front of me. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, Joe. Um, remind us what Skillnet Ireland does. Well, we're a government agency, uh, Joe. We were established 24 years ago by government. And our job is to raise the skill levels of people in employment. And we do that by engaging directly with industry sectors, engaging directly with companies. We find out from them what the challenges that they have, the skills gaps that they have. And then we work together to design and deliver programmes that address those needs. So, for example... um AI is the hot new thing. Everyone's talking about it. And if some of the tech companies say, do you know what, we need a few more tech experts um, dotted around the country. How do you go about helping them? Yeah, so, you know, skills and talent, that's important to every every, uh, country. But it takes on, I suppose, an added significance for Ireland because we're largely competing on the basis of our workforce and the basis of our people. And if you take technology, just for an example, and, and AI, it offers huge potential. It offers huge opportunities for growth. But equally, it can affect jobs and, and can change jobs. And the response to that is, of course, upskilling and training, preparing people for the immense opportunities that these technologies offer, mm. but ensuring, too, that we've no downside. So, for example, looking at AI, Skill in Ireland were the, uh, worked closely with the university sector to put in place the first postgraduate offering in Ireland in artificial intelligence. And that is offering a, a quite significant advantage and competitive edge to the tech sector in this well, country. So you're offering a, a master's or a postgrad in AI, well, one of the first in Europe? One of the first in Europe, correct. And you're working with the Irish universities. Are Irish universities producing enough talent, would you say, Paul, for what the, the country needs? what industry needs. Yeah, well, if you look at even, I think, in one of the early segments that was mentioned, you know, Ireland is second in Europe in terms of producing graduates at the age of 34 and below. Mm. And if you look over the last number of years, there's been a major pivot of the higher education sector into lifelong learning and supporting those who are in employment and a growing offering of courses in universities for people who are at work mm-hmm. and for employers. And Skill in Ireland plays an important role in that, in working with the university sector and with companies to co-design and co-create programmes for future needs. And, and do we have enough graduates coming out with the kind of skills that we need? Or is, is there, does there need to be a retooling of universities? Well, not so much retooling of u- u- universities as as I said, we're seeing that pivot of the universities more and more into, 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 the, into the industry sectors and the needs of companies. But I suppose if we look at the broader agenda, Joe, in terms of what are the in-demand skills and what sort of gaps that we have. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we rightly pride ourselves on a skilled workforce, a responsive and agile workforce. And it's been core to our competitive edge over the last number of years. And going back, historically, it has been actually. But if you look at it, only 27% of companies, for example, in Ireland are offering ICT training to their staff. And of course, that's concerning uh. in an age of 
tech. Mm-hmm. You know, if you move, for example, to look at the enormous opportunity that the green transition is offering, Joe, mm-hmm. but a lot of that is dependent on our ability to produce green skill jobs at scale. For one example, being the offshore wind project and yet again, the opportunity that offers. And then you look at our SME sector. So two thirds of everybody who has a job in this country is working in the small firm sector. And we want our SMEs, our homegrown companies to be as innovative and as competitive as they can possibly be. And, and skills and, and management development plays a really important role in that. How do you avoid stepping on the toes of the likes of the IDA or Enterprise Ireland when you're doing your job? You know, it's the reverse of stepping on the toes. We work in a hugely collaborative way with both the uh, Enterprise Ireland and with IDA. So we've, we've a collective stake in talent. We've a collective stake in ensuring that companies are as productive and as innovative as they can be. And skills and management development plays a massive role in giving companies that competitive edge. So if the IDA are talking to a big, I don't know, Dutch, German or American technology company, do they come to you before the announcement and say, listen, these guys are going to need skills in a certain area? Yeah, we're, we're working with IDA on a day-to-day basis, mm. you know, and often that is in the in the stage before a company comes to invest. And of course, with the established multinationals that we have here in our country that are prospering and thriving and ensuring that they have the talent supply. And we play a key role working with IDA and with the multinational companies on that agenda and ensuring yet again that they have the they have access to the type of skills, the type of jobs and the type of upskilling that's required to keep that boosting and that sort of innovative and that competitive edge that the multinational sector brings. About two weeks ago, we had the boss of Enterprise Ireland on the show and he said in no uncertain terms that housing and the cost of accommodation is an issue for companies here. Obviously, Enterprise Ireland folks on exporting companies, uh, but is it an issue for you guys when it comes to finding uh, finding the right people? Yes, Joan, we, we'd recognise that and we recognise the challenge that's there with, in terms of housing. And I can attest to the major cross-government project that's underway to address the housing shortfall. But one of the constraints, of course, is skills. Mm. You know, and if you look at the, you know, one example being modern methods of construction, which offers a, a transformational opportunity for the construction modular sector. housing, modular housing, modular built houses that are built indoors and mm-hmm. shipped out, 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 out to sites. So we are now focusing on a significant upskilling right across the construction supply chain, working with construction professionals on modern methods of construction. So we can see a further sort of pivot into, into that type of approach. Now, you're getting a visitor, a visit from the minister tomorrow, I believe. We, we are indeed. So our listeners may be hearing for the first time that this is the European Year of Skills over the next 12 months. And we were really pleased to see that em- emphasis coming from the Commission. Um, and there will be a wide programme of events throughout the year here in Ireland and across all the member states, you know, emphasising the importance of skills as per the conversation that we've just had, mm-hmm. but also the considerable investment at EU level that's been made in the skills ag- agenda. So uh, on Tuesday afternoon, tomorrow afternoon, we will launch the EU Year of Skills here in Ireland. Our Minister Simon Harris will be with us at the Muse- Museum of Literature in Stephen's Green and it's fitting that we'll also launch the Culture and Creative Industry Skill Net at that event tomorrow afternoon. But if you've got a company and you think they need upskilling don't be shy come forward Absolutely. And that's the call to action. So there is such a wide and vast range of programmes available for our employers, whether that is skill net programmes, skills to advance through the ETBs, the wide range of lifelong learning, as I said, that's available in universities. So to remind employers, people are their number one asset. Train them and keep them and get proactive in investigating that agenda and those programmes that are available, many of which are subsidised. Thank you, Paul. That's Paul Healy, the Chief Executive of SkillNet. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on Newstalk.